everybody, it's Lisa Tamani here at Pushing the Limits and welcome to the show once again. It's fantastic to have you with me. Um, if you're a new listener, thanks for uh, joining us today. And if you're a returning listener, I just so appreciate your loyalty. And on that point, if I could be so cheeky as to ask my loyal listeners at least to uh, make sure you go and give us a, a rating on iTunes. That would be fantastic if that's possible. Um, and give us a rating review. And of course, share the show with your friends and family and people that you think would enjoy some of the content. Now, um, I, before I get into the to the actual subject of the day, um, my businesses have been going through a really uh, big expansion at the moment, and life is absolutely manic. Um, and I may have to drop the odd podcast or two. So, the last couple of years, I've managed to do a weekly show, but just letting your loyal listeners know that there may be a week or two where nothing is happening. Um, while I get all my systems in place to be able to cope with the expansion that we're experiencing. So I do appreciate your um, loyalty and um, hopefully we'll get back on track with a weekly show again shortly. Right, today I wanted to talk about a couple of things and this is sort of some stuff that I've been working through myself. Um, certainly not a master of this area, but definitely have some experiences and some things to share with you. And it's around about dealing with resistance that's coming your way, dealing with failures and how to stand back up again and resilience. So a couple of things there to, to, to tackle. Now, the first thing I wanted to get um, to talk about is dealing with failure. Now, a fear of failure is what stops most of us from achieving our dreams or for even in that case taking on the big challenges that we would love to, to take on in our lives. We might look at a particular, take for example if it's running related, uh, which a lot of listeners obviously are, are into running as am I. Um, and maybe it's a big race, but then the, the doubts and the fears start to come in, but what if I fail? What if I embarrass myself? What if I can't actually do what I'm setting out to do? And the first thing to note here is that every single one of us has these doubts and fears and moments of, of thinking, what the hell have I done and what am I doing and how am I going to achieve this? And understanding that that's a normal part of the process. And that's the brain's way of stopping you, pushing outside of your comfort zone because it doesn't want you to actually be uncomfortable. Our brains are very clever things and they try and keep us in our you know, known area of expertise and what we're good at. Uh, but when we stay in that comfortable zone, we don't push out, we don't grow, we don't change, we don't develop, we don't learn. We just start to go backwards slowly and and you know don't achieve all the great things that we have in our in our minds to do and this is something that i've you know fought with for for years obviously i've taken on some massive challenges over the past quarter of a century some things that have scared the absolute crap out of me um some of them i don't would never want to do again <laughs> and have really pushed the boundaries of what's possible and there have been many times within that that quarter of a century where i've actually uh, not succeeded in the task at hand and I've failed. I want to share one one particular um, big failure for me was a, was a run that I was doing in the Himalayas. Now, this one was with another guy. Um, he was an expert on altitude. He climbed Everest. And we came up with this plan to do the world's highest marathon. 
in uh, Nepal. So that meant going up to the base camp of Everest and then climbing a little mountain on the side there called Kalapatar and starting from there to do a marathon and going over these big passes. And we were running at between 5,700 metres and about 4,500 metres. And when I say running, that's a euphemism. Um, anyway, this whole project took a year and a half to plan. It was massive amount of organisation, the logistics, getting sponsors, getting film crews, etc. Now, I'd done a couple of uh, races already at altitude. I knew that it was absolutely brutal. I, I knew that it wasn't my area of absolute expertise. Um, I'd traditionally done a lot of desert races because I'm an asthmatic but I wanted to once again push outside my comfort zone to see whether I could do this. Now, as it panned out, this was the biggest <laughs> biggest failure probably, or one of the biggest failures of my career. Um, and the reason why I bring that up and why that happened was a number of reasons. Obviously, all these things uh, are usually complicated. But I managed to get altitude sickness was the, the key problem. Right up at the top of, of uh, at near um, base camp at Everest, and I'd walked in there for two weeks. We had a big group of people that the other guy was leading, um, and they were just trekking up to base camp and back, and we were going to be doing this big mission on, at the end of it sort of thing. And when I got up there, it was like minus 20 degrees, and we climbed Kalapatar three days before we were meant to actually start the, the, the race. And in this minus 20 degrees and I had to move too slowly because we were with a whole other group of people so I just got absolutely frozen and my lungs just packed up. Um, I'm an asthmatic, I've got very very small lung capacity um, so it was always going to be a battle. But as I said I had done a couple of things at altitude at this nature before and I thought I could, ha I could have a crack at it. Um, but what actually happened is I got altitude sickness and it got to a point where like six hours before the race I actually had to pull the pin on it and it was the biggest disaster. You can imagine a year and a half of planning, of having film crews, we even had the Prime Minister on the documentary and Sir John Kerwin and you know it was just massive and here I was numpty, couldn't even start, I couldn't even tie my shoelaces, I was so sick. Um, and I wasn't getting on with the guy that I was with and he really didn't want me in the picture anyway He wanted to do it by himself and so yeah things just went from one lot of custard to the other Now the reason I talk about this one is because it absolutely blew my confidence when I came back from that it took a lot of um, Deep soul-searching to find out what the hell I'd been through how to how to digest this failure um, and how to stand back up again and to put this all in perspective. And I've had a couple of other big major failures along the way. And, and I say failure with a, it's never a finite thing for me. It's not an end game. When you fail at something, you know, it's always um, just a temporary setback. And very quickly I managed to turn it around in my head with, with some good friends and some uh, people that helped me get through this tough time and to change my perspective on it. So when you are having rough times and when you are going through things that are that are really hard and where you've had setbacks and, and things have happened to you that you probably you know maybe didn't deserve and you don't know why it's happened to you and you're starting to doubt the whole world and what's happening, 
just know that you're not the first one to go through sort of these sort of dramas and there is always and I mean always a silver lining to every cloud there if you can turn it around and turn it into a positive if you can find the learning that it was in that lesson and then make it something that's to your advantage so I have never in my entire life stopped and gone I'm not taking on this challenge because I could fail that is not why my, my brain is hardwired and even though I've had some major setbacks and some major failures and some embarrassing times in my life I've always managed to stand back up again I'll, I'll have a big crying session I'll be down on the ground I might be depressed for a few days and hide in my bedroom and not pick up the phone or whatever was was the case at the time but without fail I got back up again and I fought again and I got back on the horse so to speak and carried on and this is a really key factor for success, for ultimate success, is being able to take the knocks that come at you, the times when you have your setbacks, the times when you've failed, the times when everyone's laughing at you, and to be able to stand back up again and go again and go again and go again. Hopefully each time learning something. You know, there's a famous uh, Thomas Edison, obviously a famous inventor, invented the light bulb. Now, it is said that he tried 9,900 and something times and he failed. And if he'd failed and he'd stayed, stopped at that 9,999th time or whatever it actually was, then we wouldn't have the electric light bulb. But he tried just one more time. And when he tried that one more time, he, he got it. He made it. He, he made it happen. And, of course, changed the history of the world. Now, this is an extreme example, but it does show that when you persist in something, you can have breakthroughs. So if you're experiencing, and this comes on to the second topic, which is dealing with resistance. Now, this is something that I know a lot about too in the last couple of years in my business and in my um, journey with my mum, I've come up against massive resistance, massive resistance. I've had to fight through things that I didn't understand. I didn't know what was coming at me, and it, and it felt like the whole universe was conspiring against me. The thing is, once again, when you experience resistance, when people are putting you down, when they're telling you you can't do something, that is really fuel for the fire to keep on marching, keep on pushing forward, keep overcoming those obstacles. And when you're experiencing resistance from people around you, from your friends, even your family that are telling you you can't do something or you won't achieve it or what the hell are you think you're doing and, and that sort of uh, resistance or when you're finding in our business, for example, one of my businesses where, you know, experiencing huge problems and resistance in regards to technology and the struggles because we're not the technical people and the battles we've had to overcome and trying to find somebody to help us to take that over and then realizing, no, there's no way up it through. I'm going to have to understand this stuff if I want to be able to build a team. Um, and there are times where you just want to actually chuck the whole thing in and, and go, what the hell? This is so complicated. This is so hard. This is such a battle. But it's in those times where if you can just push through those times, often you'll come out the other side and it'll be bright sunshine and clear skies and plain sailing for the next uh, however long. If you give up in the middle of that resistance, you might have been just before the breakthrough. So I remind myself all the time of pushing through that resistance so as not to give up just before I got to the end goal. 
um, and to keep persevering. I think persistence and consistency and the discipline of carrying on regardless of whether you see change or progress or development or not is the key, one of the major keys to success. The times when I have persisted on, even though I couldn't see any developments or any changes, because on a, on a day-to-day basis too, we often don't see those minute improvements. You go to the gym, you train, you don't see any results. The next day you're just sore. You don't see that you've now got a six-pack or you've now got bigger muscles or you're now faster or stronger. You don't see that on a day-by-day basis. And we've come, we know that. We, we know it will take a certain amount of time, but this applies across the board. It's only when you turn around and look where you were six months ago, where you were perhaps a year ago or two years ago, that's when you're going to see the process, progress. And if you can look back over that time and go, holy heck, and do this regularly, I have come a long way. I have succeeded. I have achieved this, that, and the other thing. I've developed. I've changed. And even though I might be stuck in the grind of it all, I can actually see and feel that I have made progress. When I take on, when we take on at Running Hot Coaching, um, new people who are new to running and they're starting out on a running program, the biggest hindrances to success are them comparing themselves on a week-by-week basis and not seeing improvement. So they all start one running one week and they might get some really big gains within three or four weeks and we'll be teaching them how to how to take how to actually run properly, how to hold your body, how to your posture, your your steps and not overstriding and how to breathe. All of those things give them quick wins, right? And then they get all excited and all of a sudden they can go from running maybe two minutes at a time to running half an hour at a time. And they expect their progress steps to keep going. And what typically happens is then they go out too hard if they haven't got you know, guidance. They'll go out too hard, they'll burn themselves out, they'll start to have injuries, they'll start to have problems. And then they'll go, oh, I'm worse today than I was two weeks ago. Oh, this is a waste of time. And they give up. And that's so sad because that has actually hit the point where they just needed to back off again a bit and solidify the learnings and so let their body recover and integrate the learnings that they've had and then to push on a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. But so often we go out too hard and we blow our gasket, so to speak, and then we're you know gone the next day. So having a plan, having structure, having little milestones that you can go for as well as your big long-term goals. All of these things can help us fight through those tough times, especially when we're starting out on on something new. It's all very difficult and very hard until you start to get to a level where you actually become, in the case of running, you often become addicted to the whole thing and it becomes a whole lot easier. And most people give up just as they're about to have that breakthrough. So make sure that you aren't one of those people that stopped just before they succeeded. Make sure that you push through and fight against the resistance. And try not to see everything as being against you. When you start to have those negative thoughts and it's just such a battle, and I know I've been going through this myself with my businesses, it's like, oh, for crying out loud, when is this break going to come? When am I finally going to feel like we're... Where we have momentum and we're moving forward and you're struggling and you start to talk yourself into this mindset of struggle and it's got to be hard and it's going to hurt and it's the more effort I put in, the more results I'll see. It's not always the case. With running, for example, 
Neil and I at Running Hot Coaching, we draw a line in the sand and we say, you know, running even more kilometers than what you've been running and doing high mileage models and systems, they are not going to work on the long term. They will work for a short period of time. You'll make the adaptations. But as you get older, as your life starts to become more chaotic, as you've got children and careers, and, and then you're putting on this massive load of mileage on top of it, and you're doing it year in, year out, without any breaks, without any cycles in your training, and you're just getting this accumulated fatigue, and, you, and when you run into brick walls, you think, well, I just got to double down and go harder and go longer. And, you know, I did it. I, I've been there. Uh, I know the mistakes that can be made. Sometimes it's better to come back and take a new approach, change your perspective, change the way you do things. And in the case of Running Hot Coaching with Neil, when I came to him over a decade ago, absolutely broken and burnt out after doing, I don't know, 13, 14 years of already of having done massive ultra marathons is in a bad space. And I went to him and I said, please help me. I've got this biggest race of my life coming up the Badwater Ultra Marathon. I've dreamt of this race for an eternity and I actually feel like I can hardly move at all. I'm broken, I'm burnt out. And he changed all my systems. He made me take a step back. He looked at it strategically. Instead of just going, oh, well, if it's hurting, just double down, take a teaspoon of concrete and go harder. He actually went, no, we're going to pull off there. We're going to build in uh, supplementation, we're going to build in nutrition, we're going to build in mobility work, we're going to build in strength con conditioning, and we're going to work on your mindset, not on running more kilometers. So sometimes taking a different approach and changing it and being more strategic with where you're going can also be a huge advantage. Well, guys, I hope this little session today around uh, dealing with failures, around dealing with um, resistance when you're in the middle of a storm, there may be a calm just around the corner. There may be that breakthrough that you've been searching for. Remember, persistence, consistency, um, and trying not to see everything as being a big battle. And this is something that I tend to do because I've always battled and I've always fought. But trying to see things in a more positive light, taking it in a more... Um, step back approach and looking at things and being more strategic with your time and your energy and your efforts and instead of just going I've got to go harder I've got to go longer I've got to do more I've got to achieve more because that inevitably in business and in sport and your running leads to burnout and that's not going to get anyone anywhere so thanks very much guys for listening to me today um, if you want to find out more about our coaching programs at Running Hot Coaching, we'd love you to go and check out our website, runninghotcoaching.com. Find out what we're all about. We have trained literally hundreds of athletes from all around the world. We have systems and programs in place for everybody from beginner through to the advanced ultra marathoners, um, for people that are just putting on their first pair of running shoes and want to know how to, how to run their first 5Ks right through. So if you've got... Uh, a big race dream that you want to achieve if you want to uh, do something epic with your life and you have a very limited time and energy budget to spend on it and you want to do it efficiently if you want to avoid all the mistakes that are common if you want to get to the next level without breaking yourself then we are your coaches check us out at runninghotcoaching.com and if you've got any questions please email me at lisa at runninghotcoaching.com I'd love to help you if you've got an injury issue if you've got uh, a mindset issue, obviously I'm into the very much into the sports psychology. Uh, if I can help you with any of your questions, just let me know. And if, guys, if you can go over to iTunes and give us a rating and review for the podcast, we'd really, really appreciate it. Thanks for your time today, guys.